Welcome to Write, Read, and Write. My name is Adam Preston Perel, and I'm joined today by Josiah Seth Gray. And today we're going to talk about the challenges of collaborating and writing. We had a, an experiment this last November with NaNoWriMo, in which Josiah and I were trying to write a young adult middle grade reader novel collaboratively. Josiah, let's talk about this. What went well and uh, what went wrong? Uh, well, I mean, a lot of things, we started out well, but I mean, uh, collaborations is different. Even just starting this episode, we had to have a few takes just because we started it badly. Um, it, it's, it's easy to, to have excitement and enthusiasm about stuff, something, but communication is really tough. Especially since Adam, obviously, you and I are on very separate sides of the world and uh, time zones and all sorts of things like that. So there were there were days. NaNoWriMo, for those of us, uh, those of you who don't really know what NaNoWriMo is, is also uh, something where you write a bunch in one month. So for that, we were trying to keep to a deadline, keep to a word count, and it was it was just tough. <laughs> Well, I, I, think, I, I think, uh, yeah, the planning of it was fun. I remember our conversation, uh, just like breaking down the chapters, what they would include, the characters. And I think uh, students will relate to this because I know whenever we're talking about stories for exams, uh, or at least preparing stories for exams, they always want to have this cool character that's inspired by an anime or this from one of their favorite Marvel movies, or they want this scenario. And they think it's great because imagining is a little bit different from working. And I think uh, when we planned it all out, we had some filler chapters, we had our conflicts introduced, we thought about the archetypes of our characters. I mean, that was a pretty exciting conversation. I think that was like two hours, right, Josiah? Yeah, it was. And then we did in like another two hours where we talked about sequels and we just got all into like old series. And it, it was fun. It was, it was a blast just brainstorming all those different things. And what I what was one of the best parts about the collaboration was there were ideas that that you had that I never would have thought of and and those I mean it is a brainstorm for a lot of reasons because ideas you had sparked ideas that you know for me and the story just kind of evolved very organically but also very rapidly in ways that I didn't anticipate and these characters um, you know that were just kind of very 2D blank page kind of characters suddenly had a lot of life to them. And that was, that was quite exciting to see. Yeah. And, and the whole planning process and being able to share the ideas, I, I think some of my students are learning to value that now, but dear listeners and dear students, um, or just anyone who, who's interested in collaboratively working, try, try to make sure that you listen as much as you speak. I think an important lesson to learn, it is better to understand before trying to be understood. And I think that's what we had very well, Josiah. It's we were asking each other a lot of questions and building a world together. And I think the brainstorming session, there was no conflict. There's no pushing of ideas. But I do believe it was rather fruitful. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. And I, I think well, uh, what I especially learned uh, through just we didn't we didn't do it for all our listeners we weren't able to uh we'll get to that what we weren't able to make it we uh we kind of broke down part way through but we did try really hard for a while uh before all the complications came 
but uh, what I had, a, I had an idea. Crap, where did my idea go? We're impromptuing this, everyone, and stream of consciousness doesn't always work so well. It sometimes works, but it. don't worry. I mean, sometimes we're not able to, to effectively uh, set up what we intend to, or knock down what we set up, if you think of it as dominoes. I mean, planning is setting up all the dominoes, and writing is knocking them all down, albeit more challenging. Um, and the system yeah. we had in place was chapter by chapter. So, listener, Josiah would write chapter one, I'd write chapter two, Josiah would write chapter three. We had all the beats down, we had the plans according to a hero's journey slash three act structure, which we had previously discussed in an episode. And, you know, this creates sort of what we say in the business world is bottlenecks that I can't really continue on to a certain chapter until Josiah did chapter and Josiah can't continue on to this next chapter. Cause right now he's been waiting two months for me to finish this current <laughs> chapter. Um, <laughs> and, and that's what happens. And, and maybe it's just our method of execution. The story is still solid and something we're still working on. Um, I'll be a lot slower than one month. Um, but generally the way you plan, how you're going to execute is crucial to collaboration. So Josiah, what are your thoughts on the way we, we plan to execute the story? Yeah, so I mean, we, we had a great plan to execute and that in, in retrospect, I can I can see now that that bottleneck would have formed. Um, but previously, I mean, other NaNoWriMo's, we've been very yeah, tough on our deadlines. So I, I think we didn't anticipate that because we're just, we're normally pretty good you know, keeping pace. Uh, but then life just kind of got in the way uh, this past year uh, for both of us. But, you know, I, I think what I learned from that is just flexibility with just in general. And that was true for the scheduling. Like, yes, uh, we're on like chapter nine or something. And once Adam writes that, he'll, he'll message me and I'll be like, all right, cool. It's not NaNoWriMo anymore, but we'll, I'll write chapter 10 and we'll just go back and forth. <laughs> Maybe it'll take years. When, we don't know. But we'll just keep uh, plugging at this story. Uh, and flexibility with collaboration was just important throughout the whole whole thing. I, when the pl with the planning and with the writing the first few chapters, there were times that I just really wanted the story to go one way. Or I like the, the idea that we had was kind of a, a bit of an idea that I'd cooked up uh, years ago. And Adam and I had talked about it. And so I had kind of had, I came to the story with some, preconceived ideas of where you know I had originally intended the story to go and as we talked it out the story went in different ways and there were times where I was just like I had to just let my expectations go because this was our story it wasn't something that I was doing by myself and just kind of having that that open-handedness with collaboration I feel like is really important I once heard someone else talk about their collaborative process with someone else and the other person would just be like oh that idea is stupid <laughs> and, and it was a bit blunt for them it was probably a bit too blunt for me but just they just had to realize that you know you don't have to be not all the ideas have to be super personal to you and even if an idea that doesn't get used that doesn't mean that idea is dead that idea can be used and recycled at some other point in some other story some other day yeah. And, and, and for me, I think one of my big takeaways with the collaboration, um, on top of sharing the ideas and adjusting and listening and, and seeing where things are going and 
you know, acknowledging that's not my idea, but it's an idea and it's something I can work with is letting go of my preconceived notions of how I'm going to work. Um, I've been Mm -hmm. part of group projects before where I am the sole project bearer. Like I take the ring to Mount Doom by myself. (laughs) Like there is no Samwise, there is no Eagle, there is no Aragorn, no one's helping me. I'm taking the ring by myself. And I put a lot of pressure on myself. And I remember apologizing to you, Josiah, several times because I was just disappointed that I was not... I was not able to produce the work I would like to have produced and the time I'd like to produce it. And I didn't want to write in times in which it was going to be terrible or like so bad that it was like hard to understand. And so I didn't produce work. And I remember being like, I am so sorry. We have to just set our expectations that like, we're not going to be perfect in our timing in our execution, that things are going to have to be able to change. And a lot of the setbacks, I think, especially those last one have been on me. Uh, my world has changed drastically since November (laughs) and and suddenly in some aspects um, as I've been preparing to a new role. Um, So listeners, I'm now teaching A-levels business and economics, (laughs) not necessarily teaching English. (laughs) Uh, So that whole shift as well as just shifting shifts in my life slowed me down and sort of negotiating that with being part of a creative team. It was great that Josiah has been and hopefully will continue to be so forgiving (laughs) And as well as adapting. And I'm happy to be forgiving of Josiah's lateness. And this is a new thing for me because, again, I used to have high standards for my own writing time and other people's writing time. And it's really sort of taught me more as in this collaborative process about how, uh, I guess, to be more compassionate as a team member. Yeah, and uh, that idea of grace, uh, having grace with your other team members is really important because I've always been just like you on, on the team my uh, well teams you know in school group projects I was always the one that just expected everyone else to do nothing and you would get the grade but I would do the work and it was my grade that was important so hope you're just along for the ride um even if even if you want to do the work maybe I'm just gonna bowl over you and do what I want (laughs) we're gonna get the A because I decided so but um Oh, that's not very good teamwork just so you know fair listener um that's that's not how you do a team but with this collaboration i had the exact same exp- uh, like experiences as adam a few times uh, i think he had more drastic life-changing events uh that lasted a lot longer than me but there were some days at the beginning, especially where I was just like, oh, Adam, sorry, I, I didn't get the words in or I got like 100 words and we need like a thousand and crap. I'm so sorry. The chapter is behind. And Adam was like, oh, no, it's OK. It's fine. It's fine. And and we plugged through it. And then there'd be another day. And I was like, I, I just I didn't get it all there. Sorry, I'll finish the chapter tomorrow. And he was like, oh, it's OK. And and we had this back and forth of, of him missing some days, too. And eventually I realized he's not actually being gracious to me. He's having like a tough, because I was feeling so bad, like, oh, he's being so nice, but I'm really holding him down. Um, And and so just realizing everyone in your team is probably in the same spot as you. And you're not kind of, you might not be the reason everything's not going exactly as planned. There's there's other people here. Yeah, and it it was, I think, from both of our perspectives is a big moment of growth and sort of a growing up of sorts, um, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to collaboration, because life is a collaborative process. 
um, as I tell my students, because I've learned from this experience that we need to have more collaboration in the classroom and in our work, that we are not islands. And if we act as islands, life is hard. Um, but if we can be compassionate and be collaborative, we can get a lot more done. Um, so, I mean, yes, I've been teaching that and it's been something that's been in pedagogy or like the practice of teaching. And I've known this, but actually experiencing this and having to let go of my expectations of myself, expectations of others and be compassionate, listen to what's going on and also feel what is good work and what is bad work. Now, the benefit listener is that we were our own deadline makers. And I know in a lot of cases you will have mm -hmm. a teacher give you a deadline in which you do not have the flexibility to have an incomplete project. But taking the lessons from this, I think, and moving forward uh, for you, listener, uh, is to at least be gracious, to communicate what your problems are, to, to reschedule things, to retime things, even talk to your teachers about assignments or your team members about the assignments and maybe moving dates because we're all people. And if we can be compassionate, we are more likely to have a successful and I think well-developed project. Yeah. And, and be compassionate to yourself as well through that process don't don't be adam sitting there beating yourself up because you're letting your team down when you know i i was there beating myself up thinking i was letting the team down so find ways i would and maybe this is the homework because i we're about almost 15 minutes so we can move into homework now and um maybe your homework should be finding ways to give yourself grace or finding ways to lessen the the stress upon yourself. So for instance, uh, my students this this term, uh, I, I gave them a project and I said, well, your, your deadline is is the beginning of December, but that's a soft deadline. Your real deadline is, is the end of the term, which is in like February. And uh, I had a lot of students who, who, gave, who gave me like 70, 80% of the project and I was able to come back and give them feedback, which is great. And they're finishing it up now. I had other students who had the whole thing done. And of course I had some students who hadn't done anything. And I, I talked to those students and they were like, oh no, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And, and they really were beating themselves up about it. Thankfully I was able to talk to them and it was a huge learning experience because they were like, okay, this is a time where I can give myself grace. I can realize that I, I need to be better about deadlines. There are, maybe if you give yourself an early deadline um, instead of, instead of doing it the night before give yourself a week at least and then you still have time to in, in case you know your your life falls apart because you get rolled moved on to a business teaching role <laughs> yes and isn't I, that right adam yes <laughs> and i think my homework that i'd like to give listeners is to find ways to collaborate in ways they have never had to before um mm. whether or not you take on the task of writing down all your notes or rewriting your notes or to turning your notebook into a digital note or even if you don't do these things find a way to incorporate collaboration in your life so that when you become a full-fledged adult or as you grow as a person that you are able to more effectively have grace have compassion and to move projects forward with good communication because starting now wherever you are whatever you are whatever age you are whatever class you're in or if you're just an adult listener tuning in Collaborate more so that you can understand people more and your life will be a lot happier because <laughs> it's a social game. We uh, will collaborate to the end. And, and figure out where you are, what kind of social team role you have 
and get better at that, but also get better at uh, the other rules. Don't going back to to Adam's uh, analogy of 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 Mountain Doom and and Frodo and Sam. You be the Sam, also try to be the Frodo. Don't be the Golem because he does finish the the task, but he kind of he gets himself killed. But um, you know, play around, uh, see where you work best in collaboration. All right, well, thank you, Josiah. This has been Write, Read, and Write. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.